0: Good evening or good morning, wherever you're watching this. And welcome to episode four of THFC Till I Die podcast with myself, Dermatron, the Godfather himself, myself, Philip Brady, from from Spurs Between the Lines, from a galaxy far, far away, as, as sometimes somebody calls her Princess Mia, and then Queen Ellie Hoibier, as she, as she bats for the big Viking warrior. How are we all this evening? I'll start with you, Philip. How are you?
1: Yeah, still sort of... A bit of shock after yesterday's. Uh, I won't say four months because everything, <laughs> but but uh, hopefully we can um, make cheer a few people up with this podcast and some of the news that we're going to bring you.
0: Yeah, Mia, how are you? And how Spurs? How's the Galaxy far, far away? Are you bringing Dark Vader to get Levy out of Tottenham? Are you?
2: I'll tell you what, we need something, that is for sure, because my head was hurting after watching that absolute nonsense. That's what it was, a, a nonsense. It wasn't a game, in my opinion. So, yeah, I'm eating lots of carbs.
0: Mm. Yeah, that is you. That's, yeah, I don't know how you meal. Ellie, how are you this evening? Queen Ellie Hoybia, how are you? Yeah, oh
3: uh, you know, I wasn't shocked. I wasn't shocked. I was expecting to get beat, but not by that much. The, the actual scoreline was a bit of a shock, but not the defeat. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, but anyway, it is. But anyway, let's crack into it, guys. The first subject we've got is, is Daniel Levy is Daniel Levy considering resigning? Well, this came up with a bit of breaking news we had this morning where we did on the live show. And it says... Daniel is considering leaving Tottenham. He feels that he has to do what is right for the club, but he hasn't made his choice yet. He has to come to the real he has come to the realisation that the club needs to be sold and a new vision is required to take Tottenham to the next level. Philip, I'll start with you first. Um, what's your thoughts on that news that we broke? We did do a live show earlier. So what's your thoughts on that bit of breaking news?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's something that I think uh, most Spurs fans, or an awful lot of them anyway, mm. have been hoping to hear for quite some time now. And But it's sad that it took such an abject performance yesterday to bring it to this stage. I mean, Daniel mm. Levy should have known long ago that his presence was no longer required at Tottenham. Mm. And it's because of his lack of investment in the team that yesterday, but it's been building up and building up for weeks, and suddenly it all happened yesterday. And so, if it's true that he's leaving, I hope it is true, and that uh, we can get new, a new owner into the club, asap, and an owner that will sweep the board clean, get rid of the driftwood, mm. uh, rebuild the team, and put us back in contention for the top four, because at the moment, Newcastle are going to usurp that position mm. with their unlimited uh, resources. I mean they can buy whoever they like in the summer, so. If you think they're good now, they're going to be an awful lot better next season. We've got to match that to stay in contention for the top four.
0: Yeah. Mia, what's your thoughts on the bit of breaking news we broke this morning?
1: Yeah,
2: of course. Um, I think that if it is true, uh, that just shows actually um, that he's a bit less hard-headed than I originally thought because I thought that nothing can penetrate that noggin, um, if I'm honest. But um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what would happen because Joe Lewis would still be here. Um, owning the, the, the biggest proportion that like, portion of the club so it'd be interesting to see what exactly changes if somebody else come in because they'd own a minority um, of the um of the club so yeah it would be um something different I'd hope that something fresh would come out of it and I hope that improvement would come out of it that's all we can really hope for isn't it really let's be honest
0: yeah and mayor what's your thoughts on the Daniel levy could he resign will he resign?
2: Um, I just don't know if he will. I really don't. Um, and it isn't resigning because he'd have to sell up his portion of the club, which takes time. Um, so if he resigned of his place, it still means he has a say because he owns some of the yeah, he shares. Will. So
0: you'd be resigning on the chairmanship, not the ownership. That's just yeah. Um they they own um Um you Ali, what's, your, what's your thoughts on this bit of breaking news we yeah. had this morning? Um,
3: yeah, I'm with the other two. Basically, it's time for him to resign his chairmanship because he hasn't led us to anything good, right? We, we're going backwards rather than forwards, in, in especially this season. We've, it's the performances, Dermot. It, yeah. The performances, they've been performed. You know, like if you go down battling, if you go down battling and you lose 3-2, fair enough. Mm. We'll go down battling in other matches play yeah. this season, but we didn't show no fight yesterday. There's no fear to to Well, our it's game, more about, you know?
0: yeah. We just mm. we will get on to the match in a minute. We're trying to keep it like the Daniel. You What's your thoughts on Levy might be resigning? Then we will get on to the yeah. To like
3: the, I said, I think he mm. should move for over. Yeah, look, something <coughs> new. Coming.
0: Look, my my thoughts in it is look, we we all want Levy to to go. There's no question about that we all think he's taken it as far as he can take it but he has done some good jobs for us um um in the past i mean we've got a fantastic stadium we have have i frozen guys so can you still hear me Yeah, no, i can
1: hear you no we
2: can't,
1: can't hear, hear you up. yeah yeah um i think what derma's trying to say there is we've got a fantastic stadium We've got the fantastic training ground. We've got the ability to have to raise an awful lot of, of, of uh, money by the extracurricular activities, the rock concerts and the boxing uh, matches and so, you know. but uh, And yeah. then that's what's probably most in his way to selling up. He's going to miss all that. And, uh, you know, uh, my, my thought on this sale is if it does come about, I think it's going to be very closely linked to what happens at Manchester United because... Manchester United are in a third round of bidding at the moment, right? And I don't know what way they're gonna finish that off. But I would imagine that one of the one of the unsuccessful bidders for them could possibly move in for Tottenham if Tottenham were on the market. Mm. So that yeah. that would be you know, the United thing. Watch the United thing closely because whoever's unsuccessful there could end up as our new owner.
0: Mm. Sorry, much yeah.
1: I took over the, from me there, just given the...
0: Yeah. No, look in my view, he he off the field you can't you can't fault him done a brilliant job off the field on the field yes you can't fault him for a lot of mistakes he's made managers not backing them not putting the money in when we needed it not buying the players that we needed yeah you can you can do it for him for that um but on the financial side of it you can't fault him at all. He, he's brought us to a new level where we are for the first time in a long time that we're sustainable that money that gets in will keep covering everything that we need to do out Now like the money from the boxing yeah, NFL And the concerts should all go back into the club But some of it hasn't So do you know any, I, and, Hang on, I was what, just going to you Mia with a question anyway
2: Oh I was going to uh, answer. What I was going to say is that What part of it hasn't gone back into the club Because well, if you look at the books All of it has gone back into the club All of it has None of it goes into their pockets Because they do not take dividends hmm. So it does go back into the club.
0: Yeah, but it doesn't go back into the into the transfer kit, okay, does it? That's what we led to believe. There's it, it, never really enough money to buy the decent players. We're always trying to skimp and save. So my question to you was, and I'll start with you, Mia, as, as you came in on this. Um, if Daniel Levy does have any legacy on Tottenham, what do you think his legacy will be?
2: um probably it would be the financial side um i think that he's given us that stability uh, especially with the new rules coming in with ffp Mm -hmm. saying that you can only buy a certain percent uh, use up a certain percentage of money and to do with what money you earn so um, that will obviously be his legacy, which isn't what the fans want. And I completely understand that. Our legacy should be trophies mm. um, from, a managed, uh, from an owner, absolutely. But his legacy will be f- uh, financially based. However, that financially based has been um, helpful with our growth as a club. So mm. I suppose you could see it as a negative, but you could also see it as um, somewhat positive yes. as well.
0: Ellie, what legacy do you see Daniel Levy leaving, if any? Um, Now, Mia's gone on the financial point, but is there any legacy in the football side that he'd be left by? I mean, he was in charge when we reached the Champions League final for the first time. So, do you know, does he have.
3: On the football side, listen, right? He he has made us into a more challenging club. That's a fact. You can't get Hmm. over that. But we.
0: Yeah. You there, Ellie?
3: Managers or bought certain players mm. that we needed. To even Ellie. more. Than yeah, Ellie, wanna...
0: yeah, Ellie. Do you want to? Yeah, Do you want to log out and log back in because you're a bit lagging? Yeah. Um, yeah if you I can.
3: No problem. All right, do that for do. us, and then
0: you should that should no correct worries. it. All right, Philip. Daniel Levy's legacy. Where do you think it? Where do you think it? it where do you think his legacy will be, and why?
1: Well, it's uh, the, this, obviously the stadium has got to be his biggest achievement. Uh, the training ground. I mean, Daniel Levy was involved in every single aspect of that stadium. Every single thing he had a hand in it. So, from that point of view, you have to, ha- have to take your hat off to that. Uh, on the financial side, there is no chance in a million years Spurs will ever be caught under the FFP rules anyway. That's for sure. Uh, he's probably he sticks too much to the to the books. I think too much to the rigid letter of the law. Mm-hmm. Um, we've, we've, like, I know the money goes back into the club but as you rightly say Dermot it hasn't been expended on the players that we needed there's been too no. much scrimping and saving like, we could have had mm-hmm. Jack Grealish for an extra couple of million we didn't run that mm-hmm. far we could have had Bruno Fernandes even though he's a moaning git. we could have mm-hmm. had him as well but wouldn't reach the transfer fee so it's his tightness and his instinct to try and go for a bargain that probably his biggest mm-hmm. drawback to his chairmanship And also, his selection of managers at times has not been good. And uh, I think the fact is he's not really a football man. Mm. He's a businessman. He's not a football man. Mm -hmm. If you're the guy in there that was died in wall in Tottenham, even though he says he's he's been going to matches since Mm -hmm. he was seven years of age, he strikes me as being more interested in the money side than the football side.
0: Yeah, listen, guys, I have some breaking news for you. So I want to get my breaking news banner. Where's my where's my breaking news banner? Where's my breaking news banner? I use this one. Yeah. That took a lot of doing. That they're getting that in their spot, and that took me back oh, <laughs> Right, the breaking news I have, guys, is uh, let me get it up here. Is that I fully expect that Stellini to be sacked within the next twenty-four to forty-eight hours of what I have been told. But we have to wait and see. So that is the breaking news. That Stellini is expected to be sacked. Um, Ellie, because you logged in and logged out later, first on this, what's your news on that? What's your views on Stellini? Might be
3: sacked. The thing is, he made drastic errors in that match playing Poro and Perisic. They can't defend the boys. They are good footballers, don't get me wrong. Perisic hasn't really shown what he can do at our club, but. Yeah, he has to go. We can't. We can't be losing six one. It's shameful. It's embarrassing. You know, we want to manage who's going to take us forward, not bloody lose six one. Mm. Um, it's just so disappointing, Dermot.
0: And very quickly, Ellie, on the on the um, we will we finishing off this bit of the chat now. This last yeah. bit on the Daniel Levy thing. Um, where do you th- and then I'll give my quick view on Daniel Levy on the Daniel yeah. Levy legacy. Where do you think it lies?
3: I just feel like everybody else has said, on the business side, yeah, but he's not a football man. He should step aside. Um, He's made drastic (laughs) errors, And his meddling has led us to losing a lot of players that we could have got over the line. Just a few million here and a few million there would have done it. And you see what other teams have done. They've they've invested in the right positions. We didn't address that centre-back position, which was vital. And you can see we've leaked 51 goals. So that's a major error in my book, Dermot. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Um, guys, any final thoughts on the Levy on the Levy thing?
1: No, just if he does go, uh, let's let's face it, it's not going to be an overnight thing. It's going to be drawn out. Yeah. But it would be nicer that if it was done and dusted, maybe by the start of next season. Even mm. that might be too soon. But uh, if we get an yeah. indication that he's going, and then let the process take its shape. My only worry is this: if if the stock market or the financial analyst value spurs at three billion, Daniel Levy would be looking for four, and that might. Well, be apparently, Philip,
0: he's looking for around five point five billion to sell the club. Well, that's what, that's, that's what I'm
1: hearing. He's, he's not going to get that. Manchester United aren't even going to get that.
0: No,
1: no. You know, so he's no. going to have to. He's going to have to tune it down a wee bit. Um,
0: just with the yes or no, this final question. Then we move on. Philip Levy, out of ten. What would you give his chair, chairmanship, his ownership? I'll
1: give him a, I'll give him a, no, I, I'll move him slightly over halfway. I'll give him a six.
0: Okay. Mia, out of 10.
2: I would say a six as well, actually. Ellie, out
0: of 10. Yeah, I'll agree with that six. I'm yeah. actually going to go for a seven because of the business side of it. I'm not going to copy the rest of you. You know, <laughs> you know it's like Philip says one and it's you followed like the leader. <laughs> huh?
3: You're not a copy
1: oh, yeah, he's no, done I'm, some good things and he's done some bad yeah. things.
0: So I'm following.
2: I'm following Philip because he's a very wise man. There we go. Yeah.
0: No, why. no, you're following him because you like lemons. That's why you're following him. You are like follow him over a cliff, right? Shall we and, move on? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Can you say that to you my, my wife? Sometimes in here <laughs> because she she doesn't think I'm very wise most of the time. <laughs>
0: Yeah. He
3: doesn't I think
0: know that, you're the godfather, yeah, Philip. Yeah. To be fair, Philip, I think Derval thinks the same thing as Europe as Mrs. Brady does. She yeah. does <laughs> <laughs> the go. under the thumb, aren't you?
3: Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> still <laughs> you need <laughs> about to be
0: sacked. That's our next bit of subject for the next 15 minutes. Um <clears throat> yeah, the breaking news is he's he's expected to be sacked within the next 24 to 48 hours. I'll start with Ellie on the start one. then not I go to you, Philip? Ellie, what's yeah. your thoughts on that? And Stellini, should he have gone when Conte went?
3: Yes, he should have. He's out of his depth. His press conferences are quite good, though. He's quite honest. But the thing is, honestly, don't get you far in football business. You have to be ruthless. You have to be getting in there. Because uh, Dermot, right, I saw the players playing with these bloody little tinker cars, trying to get them into cups. I was having a chat with Paul and I said, they should be bloody on that football pitch, training, getting better at football, not bloody playing with tiddlywink wink cars. Now, if I'm the manager, I wouldn't allow that to happen. You know, there's certain rules at football clubs. Have fun, but not that sort of fun. It's mucking about. And when they're training as well, they're not, They're doing their fitness and not even riding the bike properly. They're just going through the motions. So, no, he deserves to get the boot, but it was not his fault that what happened. So, I I don't feel sorry for him, though, because he's made drastic mistakes. So, he has to go. That's the the thing about football. When you get chopped.
0: Yeah, yeah, I get what you mean, Andy. Philip, look. He, he, could You can't really blame yesterday on Stellini. It has to fall on the players. all right. He went with a back four that didn't work. So, do did, did the players have to take some responsibility as well if Stellini gets
1: sacked? Uh Oh, they do. Of course they do, yeah. Yeah, of course they do. Like, okay, but I, I do blame him for the fact that he didn't set them up properly for yesterday. Hmm. He should have known what was coming at Newcastle, really. And okay, well, I think we're, we were kind of glad to see the extra man in midfield because we thought we would be overrunning midfield. But what we didn't know was Newcastle would just bypass that and hit straight on our defence. And absolutely, you know, the midfield was, was, was not even there for the whole most of the match. So, yeah, he, he was to blame for the way he set them out. The player's attitude was completely wrong. To me, uh, watching the body language and the training and them coming out on the pitch, I think they knew they were beaten before they even started the match, which is no, not a good way to start a game in Newcastle, no. especially if they were coming off the, the back of a hammering at, at mm. Villa. So they wanted to prove something yesterday. And by God, did they prove it. So mm-hmm. yes, Stellini was at fault. The players, unfortunately, you can't sack a player unless you cancel his contract. So the easy thing is, you sack the manager. I'm actually surprised that he's still there. I thought he would have been sacked last night because he should never have been given the position. It was unfair to the guy. He's not up to the job. He's not up to managing a premiership team. His previous experience was in Serie 3 or something like that in Italy. Mm-hmm. You know, it was. you can't just make that jump. It's okay when he's standing there behind Conte, hiding it under Conte's coattails, if you like, but now he's exposed and he has been exposed and good luck to the guy. I'm sure he's a lovely man and he'll do well when he goes back to Italy with Conte, but I do not want to see him anywhere near the club next Thursday night when we take on Manchester United.
0: And and that's the thing, Mira, isn't it? It's Thursday night's coming, we've got a massive game against Man United. So do you expect a change to happen before then?
2: Yeah, I expect so. At the end of the day, if any manager got the results that we were getting, they would get the sack. So let's be clear about that. I know it's only a short amount of games that he's um, been in charge, but he's been in charge and he, we have just been on a free fall. So for me, um, it wasn't unexpected for him to be possibly being sacked because to mm. me, he should have been definitely. Um, I do feel a bit like he was inexperienced. He was um, in over his head completely. Um, I think that the club made a massive mistake um, by keeping him there. But obviously, in high, that's in hindsight. I think they thought that the continuity would be good for the players, uh, but it just hasn't been. So, yeah, he absolutely um, needed to needs to be sacked he can't continue there no way absolutely no way
0: and I'll start with you in this in this round of questions as well Mia look when Conte was sacked right did you feel that they should have got a manager in there and then look have them in charge for one game but have the permanent manager whoever is in straight away
2: I think that's a difficult task because they didn't realize that he was gonna do what he did to be sacked there and then, I they think did
0: have, they did have two weeks, Mia, to, to sort this out. They had the but, international break. It wasn't like it was a game on Saturday and then a game on Wednesday. They had two weeks to, and there's but, a load of managers that are around of contract at the moment that would have been easier, Potch for one. So, it, but do you know, what, do you know what I'm trying to get at. Do you know, I what, do know what
2: you're getting at, but what if those managers didn't want to be in the job? So, like, you can't, like, unless you've got it already pre-planned then I think they weren't expecting it yet they was expecting it in the summer to happen so they didn't maybe have the preparations done to get a manager in that quick like I think, think it would have been much more it's a lot trickier because there's a lot more to it um, look how long it's taken Chelsea are doing the same they're trying to look for a manager and they still haven't got anybody in so it's not as simple as that when a manager just gets sacked like that because it was a bit out of the blue because obviously like I say we didn't expect him to come out and say what he said so well yeah that would have been a pipe dream but you can't expect the manager to want to come in at that point they might not want to just doing it for them few games and they might not want to come in so i think that's the thing Uh,
0: philip look i actually go now i'll go to Ellie. No, i'll go to you philip then you ellie sorry um philip if 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 stellini wasn't that do should they put ryan mason in charge and have Stellini, keep Stellini where he was. Brian Mason's had the experience of managing Tottenham after Mourinho left. So he has got the experience of that. So do you think they should put him in charge, not, not Stellini?
1: Well, if we're not going to get a new manager until the end of the season, then in hindsight, yes. But at the time, I don't think any of us thought it was too bad an idea. It was because Stellini had done fairly well during mm. Conte's absence, you know. So I think um, we, we, we thought maybe he might be able to Keep it going to the end of the season. It's obvious now that he can't. So yeah, maybe maybe Mason would have been a, a decent uh, start, but then again, it would have been resistance to him as well. The ideal thing would have been to get a new manager in a month ago, mm-hmm. get the new manager bounce, and we probably wouldn't have lost to Bournemouth, and well, we might have lost to Newcastle, but we certainly wouldn't mm-hmm. have lost to Bournemouth, um, and we'll still be fighting for the top four. Now we've lost all hope of top four. Yesterday was oh, the yeah. final nail in the coffin. It's gone. Europe. It's even even Europe is looking dodgy now unless we pick up a couple of results. Uh, mm. Down the road. So, yeah, I mean, we, 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 um, Ryan Mason did a reasonably good job between, um, uh, Pochettino or between Mourinho and, uh, Nuno. So, uh, yeah, maybe he could have got, you see, he's one of the lads that might help in this mm. particular instance, you know. But, uh, I think we're, 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 we're probably going to find out now. We're now, what, six matches left? Seven matches yeah. left? Yeah. And it looks like he's going to be in charge. But I think that the bottom line is now Daniel Levy has got to, got to, whatever he's doing today, drop it. Apart from the Salimia mm-hmm. episode and get on to Nagelsmann, get onto Vincent Kompany, get on to Andre, Are, Arnie, or wherever you're going to go for and get them signed up for next season. Because yeah. if looking at yesterday's performance, if I was a, a football manager, I'd be mm-hmm. very reluctant to go to Tottenham. So Levy's going to have to offer some package to get any of those guys.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. May, I mean, Ellie, where, where do you, what do you... What's um, your thoughts on all of this?
3: Yeah, I, I, I think they should have tried a little bit harder, like yourself, Derma, to get a, a manager in. They did have that two-week break, but I agree with Mia as well because at the end of the day, it is hard to get the negotiations that way through, and some managers wouldn't want to come because if they, if they <coughs> fail getting top four, they're going to be seen as a failure straight away, aren't they, they if they didn't seal that top four position. So a lot of them probably said to him, we'll come, but we'll come after the season ends. And yeah. in terms of who I want to be in charge, I, I, Mason's the only one, unless you get a, a former player come in and help him, to mm. help him along. You know, that's the only thing I can think of.
0: Yeah, but the point of that, Ellie, they got, they got Mourinho in very quickly when Poch was sacked. So they can yeah. do it when they want to. Yeah,
3: of course. That's what I agreed with you as well, mm. Phil, um, Dermot. Sorry. Because mm. they could have done it if they really mm. wanted to do it. But it's whether the other manager who they've got in number one position, in the pole position, that they want to offer the job, whether he wanted mm. to come as well at that stage.
0: Right. So, guys. Yeah. So, guys, where are we now on the. Um, manager front now, and I'll start with you Philip, where do you think we're going to go?
1: Right. Well, my top three for the manager's position is, uh, my uh, like my first choice has always been nagelsman or as I put it, maybe we have to call him Nagels person in this politically yeah. correct correct world. Nagelsman would be my first choice. Uh, Vincent Company would be my second choice, and people might say okay, Vincent Company's not experienced enough. Vincent Kompany won things at Manchester City, and that's what we need to instil in the pro- the winning mentality, you know? And coming from yeah. a player who's not long finished playing, it might be better. I know Mourinho was a winner and Conte was a winner, but they just didn't transmit their winning ways over to our team. And maybe Vincent Kompany can do that. And in third yeah. place, I have a joint one here. I would be happy to see either on a slot from Feyenoord or mm-hmm. the... The great Greek, uh, um, Pasta Koglu from Celtic. Mm-hmm. Uh, before you say, well, the Scottish League is a two-horse race every season, that's what, that's what the Celtic fans were, were, weren't happy with him, when he came from the Japanese League. And look what he's done for Celtic. So he might be an outside shot. Uh, he's even, I even heard his name mentioned for the Chelsea job. So that's how highly regarded he is. Whether he can cut it in England, we'll have to wait and see. But any of those four guys come, I'd be happy. Are we frozen?
3: Yeah.
1: Can you? you can, me me? And Ellie, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we can, can hear, you. hear you. Yeah, I must Go keep going. I keep keep I your... it. Anyway, Mia, what do you reckon? What do? You, what's your thoughts on that?
2: Um, for me, um, I would want a company. I keep going back and forth on Nagelsmann. You know, I don't know about him or not. Um, and um, I think Arnie Slot's a really good um, option um, that, we've, that we should look at. There's lots of good managers out there who play the style of football that we want to see, so I think that's probably something that people will consider when they're looking. Like Enrique, I think he's probably, people are like, oh, that's a, you know a good sign, but I don't know if he would quite fit um, at Tottenham. Um, because of the way that he plays, the way that he is, the players that he'd want—I don't know. I just don't know if he—if mm. it would really fit. I think having the young players, we need someone who's going to fit in with playing the young, uh, the youngsters, because we've got quite a lot of young players in the team. So yeah, they're my three. I think um, they're yeah. my three. What about you, Ellie?
3: Yeah, I—I I would like company first. Purely for the fact that he's young himself. He's just finished playing football a couple of years ago. um, And he's fresh to the game. He's got fresh ideas. He knows the modern game very, very well. He won't be called a dinosaur. That's one thing for sure. That's true. Um, Yeah. yeah. Um, The second one, I would go for Nagelsmann just for his experience. He's young as well. And he can bring fresh ideas. Yeah, from another league as well. We might bring something totally different to our game, you know. So that'll be exciting to watch. And the third one, I'd actually go for Posti Loglu, not because I'm Greek, because I, I just think he's a fantastic motivator, you know. And he gets under people's skin. He he speaks his mind, and um, sometimes that gets you into trouble at Spurs. But I just like the way he is, and he's a very he's a very caring. Person, you can tell that he really invested in that Celtic team and he's part mm. of that team. You know? You can tell the way he talks to his players as well. Yeah, so yeah. they're my three.
0: Yeah. I, I, I my my lot and sorry, my computer's playing up today, something chronic, so I don't know. I put a new update on it and the update is not working. Um so I do okay. apologize for my everything going wrong like that. Um look, I, I'm not going for a top three. I'm just saying bring in now, now. Just bring him in him or Poch, mm-hmm. just bring them in, one or the other. You know, try to um, zump the Chelsea offer and get Poch back home. Mm-hmm. He's the only one that can bring us all together. He's the mm-hmm. only one, I think, that can bring the fan base, to unite the fan base and heal the club. The club needs healing. Mm-hmm. We've got an open gaping wound at the club, which has ended up with us mm-hmm. being... Do you know in.
1: one thing, just, just to sit, add to that...
0: For the... Okay, go on.
1: No, 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 go on. You fell. I took finished go on, there. Go on. No, go on. Um, One thing, just one thing I can add to the Vincent company. If he comes in, right, you can be bloody sure the first name he'll put on his training bench will be Yaya Touré. I like the sound of those two guys, coaching players. I really do.
2: and also what I would yeah. say is I don't think Poch will bring all the fans together because there's a big majority, a big lot of people who don't want him back, like myself. So I don't think it will bring the fans together as what people think at all. I really don't. I think people get behind whoever comes in. But I think that people, it's not going to unite people like people mm. assume that it would. I'm going to be honest.
0: Well, that's mm. just my opinion. Yeah. Everyone's untied to their opinion.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah, no, that's my opinion. That's yeah, what I'm that's just saying, that's like in my enough. opinion.
3: So- yeah, I go was on. just going to say, Dermot, we've been putting a plaster on it instead of healing the wound. We've got to heal the wound. It's not worth we've, putting a plaster on it.
0: We've been we've been putting plasters on it since Poch was sacked. To you be see met. what I mean? And and that's the thing. Um, mm. I think if DB has any regrets, I think it's sacking Poch when he did. Yeah. To be and, well, and do you know the fans will call them for it. The fans, uh, the fans will call them for it. And and that's uh, the thing.
1: It, but do you know something else? Whoever comes in too. You know, certain say a manager say Poch comes back, right? He's probably going to get a longer honeymoon period than any of the rest of them because we know him, we love him, right? Mm. If an unpopular man, say Pastoreklu, is sent in, mm. he he's going to get a very short honeymoon period before the knives are out for him. Mm. So that's what he's got to also think. Whoever comes in has to hit the ground running because if he doesn't, he's going to be he's going to be getting the same daggers that uh, Conte was getting in the latter end, and that didn't take very long,
0: really. No, it didn't. You know? It didn't. It really didn't. So on this, then the last question on this, then just a one word answer. Who you who do you want in as manager, Philip? Nagelsmann. Mia. Company. Ellie. Company. I'm going for Nagelsman. Right. It's four all if Huge. you are watching this and the chat, you have the final say. So it's Nagelsmann I will put it up in a poll tonight, Nagelsman or Company. Right. We have now gone on to our second to last subject, Hugo's apology. Now, I have got this done on a slide for everyone so we can read it out. And this is what he said. He was asked the question, how do you feel after the match? And in his French sort of droopy, looks like he reminded me of droopy out of um, one of them. Oh, Disney cartoons. Right, look, eyes droopy, looks like Mickey Mouse is behind them trying to chew old droopy. Oh, it ain't working. It isn't working. He's crying. And he goes, It's very embarrassing. The French goalkeeper said in Sky Sports. This is the the first thing is we should apologize to the fans who traveled, oh, who watched the game. It's it is difficult to analyze the performance. It ain't that difficult. It was shit. Um, but the first thing we're lacking, we lacked was pride. Bravo. Well done. You've hit the nail in the head there, Hugo. Go have a glass of wine for yourself. We did not we did not show a good face today. We could not match the performance of Newcastle. You couldn't because you were a lazy bastards. And right, I'm being bruntly, honesty. I like your in though. Yeah. we were all we were all late in their skeptics of the game. Were you that fucking late. You should have turned up early. We completely missed the first part of the game, but then what the hell were you doing? <laughs> the second half is another story, but it's a really painful today. Well, my subject in that is, well, you should have turned up. Simple. Me, Philip, Mia, and Ellie would have turned up. You're a paid professional. Go and have another glass of your wine. Might make you see straight. We could not fight Newcastle. were very aggressive and offensive every time they got the ball. Right, I want to stop there. Philip, I want to bring you in on this. I've heard this before when we lost to away in the UA for Conference League it's the same BS he keeps coming
1: yeah. out with out now, the same all just these on excuses. the
0: first bit just on the first bit that I've read out Philip, as a Spurs fan, do you accept his apology?
1: it's not an apology it's not exactly. an apology it's not an apology in fact the no. word probably is missing out of that thing as well, that's what he said, yeah. we should probably apologise to the fans, I mean good god man you have to drag in three and a half thousand Spurs fans on a 600 mile round trip to watch the team get obliterated in the first 20 minutes. And you can't even say sorry. That's absolutely abysmal. And Hugo, I'm, I'm, I'm really surprised at you because I mean, you, you've been a legend at the club for the last 10 or 12 years or whatever it is. You, you're now past your sell by date by a big, by a long way. Uh, and now you come out with crap like that. Why didn't you let Harry Kane or someone come out that can speak directly to the fans at least then they may have had some, more, some humility but to me this was typical French arrogance nothing less than arrogance and arrogance in the face of yesterday is an absolute slap in the face of every Spurs fan in this panel um, End of rant. I,
0: what do you reckon?
2: I thought it was absolutely disgraceful. Joe, you know what he should have done? He should have come out on his ha- his hands and knees and begged for forgiveness. He should have first done it in front of those fans that traveled all that way, and then he should have come out on the cameras begging for forgiveness. They should have he should be the one who's the captain. he speaks to the whole goddamn team, so he should be saying we're all begging for your forgiveness, because that was disgraceful. It was disgusting. We just allowed them to score those goals. I just stood there like a statue, and that was bad, really bad. That's what he should have done. Had some sincerity to his voice. He had zero sincerity in those words. Nothing about that, to me, says he was sincere, and it's infuriating, absolutely infuriating as a fan.
3: Yeah.
0: Ran over. Mm. Right. <laughs> Ellie? Yeah.
3: Yeah, I'll carry on that, but what I would also add to that, because Mia's covered all my frustration there as well, so there's nothing to add. Uh, what I would say is when he was asked why he didn't come out for the second half, that was a very telling moment because he stuttered and he, he was, like, fumbling over his words to get why he wasn't coming out. And then he made up some hip, hip um, injury. How did he get a hip injury? What did he do? He did all he Bend, did was put the ball out the net five times.
1: Bending down is very hard on your hip, you know. Mm. You know
3: what I mean? Um, that was such a bad thing because he he actually stuttered as well and tried to think up some excuse for that. But
1: because he was lying, he that's just, why. He yeah, was he's lying.
3: lying. He's a total liar, and we heard it against um, Dynamo Zagreb as well. And he doesn't take any responsibility himself in that either. He doesn't call himself out for letting the five mm. goals in.
0: Well, I, 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 look, everyone played bad yesterday, but Jesus Christ, show a bit of humility. Show a little bit of class Climb. when you come out.
1: Somebody yeah, should go tell on for... Hugo Lloris that when you're in goal, right, and the ball's coming at you, you should actually move to one side or the other to try and catch it. He was standing there admiring the shots going by him. Mm. I've never seen in the highlights that I've been out again, I, I have to apologise, I only stuck nine minutes of that match yesterday. And i forced myself to watch bits of it ever since. And from what I have seen, that was probably the worst goalkeeping display the, from a premiership goalkeeper in the history of the premiership. No wonder he was taken off. He shouldn't have been there in the first place. Fraser Foster should never have lost his place.
0: No. It That's continues on. True. He continues on to say it is difficult to analyze the performance. It's not that difficult. No, no it's, it's not. Shit.
1: It's easy. Crap.
0: Yeah, crap is right. But the first thing is we lack pride.
1: You lack fight. You lack ambition. I, you you lack
0: everything. On that shirt, man. You could, you could get, you, you can get punched once or twice. Boy, I'd love to do that to you right this very <laughs> minute. You really would dump asking me twice, and you can see. But on the pitch was something strange. Like we could not even react to the bounce because you lot don't give a shit. That is why You,
3: but you, wouldn't, try- have, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't even have to jump a lot to hit him in the face because he ain't that tall.
0: <laughs> i'll do more than hit him in the face i'll give him a, I give him a mere whack um we can try <laughs> we can try to find excuses that's what the whole this whole thing is, is a full bloody excuse but we've missed we we but we missed the flight yet you missed the fight because you weren't there you didn't care you didn't do anything bunch of wankers. if you go on the pitch without desire to win the battle it makes things very hard it was a bit of a mess.
2: A mm. bit of a mess. That's a bit of a bloody understatement, isn't
3: it? <laughs>
0: That's what I'm saying, a bit of a oh, mess. Jesus. Right, a one, one big mess. My... Look, That's what I just want my say. saying this, I just want my saying this um, for for the rest of you, have you say. I have never read more than a big, bigger... I've never read so much BS in all my life. I mean, yeah. you could read through that and it's just BS all the way through. Bullshit absolute utter of bullshit and i'm going to call it for what it is there is no sincerity in it there's no there's no emotion in it there was no no pride in it no nothing it's like i have to come out i'm going to say these few words a few of them Spurs fans might take it on board but the majority haven't and i think for for what know that he punched Dyer it was a shame that nobody hit him um Dyer's got a tooth missing, apparently. So that should be fun to watch. Oh, has he? Um, oh, nice.
3: Nice. Nice.
0: Yeah, well apparently there
3: was a punch that was up a
1: in the news Should
0: yeah, have breaking news music <laughs> No, well, apparently <laughs> there, there was a punch train at halftime. Um so in the Tottenham
1: Shall fight in the dressing room, but nowhere else.
0: That's good. Yeah, um, that's good. I'm maybe Eric Dyer just said maybe Eric Dyer just says what he says normally. It's well, the no, you know
1: something. I, I, and now I know we all criticize Eric Dyer a lot, right? But Eric Dyer is one of the more, the eloquent talkers in that team, and I would say Eric Dyer uh, was probably said so. Something was probably said by Hugo, and I'd say that that wasn't the only punch that was thrown, but uh, but Dyer mm. took the damage, and and if 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 it was Dyer that spoke out about Hugo's goalkeeping, fair play to him. Hmm.
0: Guys, look. We'll close we, this very quickly. We're going to, to lead this to another show. I think this deserves a podcast to itself. This just, yeah. just subject, it really does. Yes. Um, Mia, fine. very quickly, out of 10, what would you give this? How would you? I start with you, Philip, right? Out of 10, Philip, what would you give this apology? Uh, I
1: would give it minus 10,000 squared by 10. Look that one out. Mia?
2: I'd give it minus
3: two hundred billion. <laughs>
0: Ellie, I'll give it minus four
3: hundred billion. I, double I, state.
0: I'll double <laughs> I'll give it four. I give it minus how much you? How much um Musk lost in his um spaceship blowing up the other day? That's how much mm. I'm going to give it a minus by. <laughs> um, oh god! I mean, this. The, if you are enjoying this, please hit the like button and the subscription button on the channel. It's going across the bottom, but also this podcast will be put up on Spotify and also Amazon Music where you can get the rest of our, our podcasts up there already. There is another, and this is the fourth, so you get the first three up there on on the podcast and it's thfc till i die that's the name of the spotify and amazon music channel where you can find us on there and where other shows will be coming up as well especially our breaking news news um show this morning will also be going up there later today now guys the last subject we got is on for the last say about 10 minutes is should spurs compensate the fans who travel to newcastle one word answer for me guys is a yes
1: yeah. Just before we do that, could I just read out some breaking news? I'm after seeing mm. here about Nagelsman. Mm. Apparently, Nagelsman has made once uh, a list of guarantees before he'll consider the Tottenham job, and they include the size of the wage bill and the quality of the players he will be able to sign as part of the squad rebuild.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: it's saying now that Tottenham must get this, have to put out all the stops to get Nagelsmann and also this is a very important bit. They simply cannot afford to get the next appointment wrong. And the German is clearly the best of the available characters, candidates. So I suspect the club will agree to the transfer demands that the former Bayern boss makes. Interesting. Mm.
0: Very interesting. What do you think to that, guys? Interesting. Can you copy and paste that to me, Philip?
1: Uh, I don't know if I can or not, because it's on Twitter. I I haven't got it from my laptop. Okay. Could um, you send me
0: the link to it, though?
1: Yeah, I'll actually, I'll actually send it to you. Yeah, yeah. it's it's, uh, so it's also say, it's also saying that Spurs are now negotiating with Bayern Munich because officially Nagelsmann is on gardening leave. He's not yeah. sacked. He's gardening leave, so there is compensation to Bayern Munich as well. So that's so another is this breaking? problem. Hang on.
0: So hang on, let me get the breaking news thing. I've got another one for the manager. I'm well right uh-huh. ahead of this now. I'm right ahead of this curve. Where is it? Here we go. Okay, here we go. <music> See, see how well I'm well ahead of the curve. So, now does that mean we're going after him? Then this can move quite quickly. Then Philip.
1: Please. Well, you know, <laughs> listen, you know, these things can take time. And again, this is actually from um, the Spurs Web. This is actually yeah. coming in from the Spurs Web. So, actually, if you look up www.spursweb.com, do you'll get us. Okay, yeah. Okay, news Mia, news. what
0: do you say to this bit of breaking news?
2: Um, I think unless I hear it from a Fabrizio Romano or Matt Law or, you know, the other bigger ones, Mm. I think that Spurs web is a slightly unreliable source. But if it is true, um, look at what happened with Chelsea. We all thought that he was going to go Chelsea and it it collapsed. So I just want to, I will say, whoever comes in, when they come in, like at the end of the day, there's lots of rumours, we're going to, this is the person that we're going for next day, someone completely different. So I don't know. Um, we really we'll have to wait and see. Yes, yeah, so of wait
0: and yeah. see, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Ellie, what do you reckon yeah. to
3: it? It's a case of watching space, Dermot, and also mm. um, whether these um, demands are going to be met. Because I'm sure Conte came in with similar demands. Mm. Um, whether they met all of these demands, but he's gone now, and he's called out the club.
1: So mm. obviously,
3: the, there's the, something
1: wrong there. The demands are a lot more urgent now, though. When you think about it, yeah, you know, more
3: urgency to get it right this time, yeah. You mm.
0: know, there is. Well, look, guys, um, this is going to be a very much of a um, a story that's going to break and break and break. Look, for just a few more minutes before we end off this podcast, um, we're to end it up on the 50 minute mark. Um, just really one word answer to this last bit: Should Spurs compensate fans who travel to Newcastle, Philip?
1: Absolutely, but whether they will or not, somebody pointed out earlier. I know it's one more than one word, but um, do you remember back in two thousand and nine or ten, mm-hmm. we beat Wigan nine-one. Mm. Wigan compensated all the fans that travelled to that match. Yeah. So the precedent is there to do it. Whether Spurs have the actual gumption to do it like if they want a good pr job they'll do it but i don't think they will they should but they won't
0: mia yeah will they, will they absolutely
2: point? yes absolutely a hundred percent and not just their ticket cost their travel costs as well whatever petrol it costs them they should be reinstated that money too
0: and also people about. that have got sky virgin and every other every other tv provider as well let's get that in mia and
2: yeah I, I did
1: point. say that earlier <laughs> And the Pinty Newcastle Brown Ale up there as well.
0: Yeah, that's it. Ellie, yeah. should they? Yay or nay?
3: Yes. That's my simple answer.
0: Okay. All right. Well, listen, guys, thank you so much for joining me on this podcast on episode four of DHFC. It's the first time the four of us have actually been on the podcast together, so it's been a lot of fun. Mia, very, very, very quickly, you got one minute. Plug your channel <laughs> in under a minute.
2: Go to Spurs Between the Lions, subscribe, watch the stuff and like it.
0: There you go. And also, whatever you do, what's the same? What's the same, Mia?
2: Yeah, if you don't know, then give your head a wobble. Yeah,
0: there you go. I had to put the old, old key there for you. Right. Thank you so much indeed for watching. Whatever you do, please give this podcast a massive. Do what he does do what the mm-hmm. viking does okay uh, thank you all for watching this podcast it's been really good to watch you we, we will be back tomorrow with another show a couple of shows on thfc till i die on wednesday thursday and friday and then thursday we've got the um watch along which we will be joined by a man united fan on our watch along. Yeah. so i'm really looking forward to that bit of banter there going along um mm. wednesday yeah. evening we will have the pre-match and uh, the pre post pre match um podcast and then on Friday we will have the post match podcast as well. And then with with news beat live every day at one o'clock. So we we'll see you tomorrow at one with live new beat and then tomorrow evening there'll be another podcast with um the pre match to the Spurs versus Man United. We may change it into a bit of a golden game. Might throw an old golden game as we're talking about it go back through the years so who knows what we might do anything else you want to say philip so you had your hand no up. no no
1: i was just uh flexing my muscles
0: <laughs> you're getting ready for hugo aren't you yeah, yes yeah, yes yes, yes, yes,
1: yes
0: okay well thank you all for watching god bless you all come on you spurs come on in somebody we trust in
2: the fans mm-hmm. we trust
0: in question mark we trust. <laughs>